Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. And what do we do, Dan? We are watching a bunch of movies, the IMDb Top 100, and we're throwing in the occasional random B-plot or whatever you want to call it. I, I like we, calling them B-plots. Yeah, that was your idea. That was a good idea. That's probably why I like the idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. But we're just watching through the list of Top 100, and... Um, for, for, we're pretty far along, 40s. Yeah, we're getting into, I don't want to watch that, I don't want to watch that, what if we watch this, no, that's not available, I don't want to rent that, what if we did this, oh god, I'm not going to buy that, does Robert have that? No, why doesn't Robert have that? He probably owns it on DVD, that 35-year-old fuck. Yeah, we, that exact conversation came up exactly that fast and that intense with... Uh, Robert, you're <laughs> not a fuck, I'm sorry, you're my brother, I love you. With, uh, Fight Club. I, what? We don't... I'm not going to fight my brother. He'd win. We probably shouldn't even talk about it. <laughs> what did we watch today? We watched Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. You could beat your brother because I don't think he has the heart to smack you. I disagree. I think Robert could kick my ass. If you had intention <laughs> and got one cheap shot and then he'd be stunned kind of trying to process... Yeah. And then in that processing time, a second cheap shot. That might be enough. That could be. There is a story we love to tell. Around Christmas time, he got a chocolate orange. All of my siblings did. And I think I got one too, whatever. But we were trying to crack them open and we couldn't get it. And we were trying to crack them against the wall. And my mom said, pretend it's Robert's head. And then I smashed it to bits. <laughs> and he still talks about that. And I was eight. I'm sorry. I don't feel that way. Got, got You're anger cool, in you. <laughs> Do have anger in me. But, uh, sorry, we were saying we watched The Kid. We watched The Kid, a 1921 silent film. Um, and we watched it because it was free on HBO. Thank you, HBO. Well, free. Yeah. We paid 10 bucks a month to watch HBO on our stolen Apple TV, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're master criminals. <laughs> the this is uh, I think there's only two Charlie Chaplin movies, and we've covered them both. No, now. Charlie Chaplin is quite the mm. <laughs> filmography. <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. Oh, uh, so. ooh, I'm gonna crack your orange against the wall. <laughs> so it's this one in Modern Times. Modern Times is like an hour and a half. This one is under an hour. And Modern Times wasn't completely silent. This one is. It does have a musical score in the background. Yes. The Modern Times non-silence is because we get to hear Charlie Chaplin sing at the end of that one. Also, there's that uh, guy on the teleprompter in the beginning, but it is mostly silent. Yeah, people they were really flexing the audio. Yeah, they the didn't have ADR back then. Couldn't really make it work. Yeah, it was a, a it was a all or nothing type thing. Do I need to speak up? Just a skosh, but moving. Do you want me to lean forward? It. Is this Ooh, too much? That's too much. Yes. I, I moved it forward to accommodate where you were. Hello, listeners. Welcome moment. to our podcast. You're, this is Jenny Oldenburg. It's my turn, but those shenanigans are going to catch you uh, some time in the editing booth. So, yeah, uh, second second of two. and it, Did you just fart? No, that's the chair. Let me see if I can recreate the noise. That's how you farted. <laughs> Damn, that stinks. That's disgusting. <laughs> we 
We had a lot of uh, potatoes for dinner. I can't stop. Call the doctor. <laughs> This is the podcast now. One of these will be a real fart. <laughs> you're gonna you, now. You're gonna catch editing flack. Fine. Uh, so <laughs> you're right. I don't want to fix all that. So <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. How many do we keep in? That's the real question. All of them. Uh, should we just jump into this thing? You know, yeah. It, it's uh, 54 minutes long. Let's not. It's so let's short. Not spend an it's hour and a half. The original about it. cut was 50 sorry 68 minutes mm. so what were the 15 minutes of content that were cut i can think of at least five to ten more minutes of content that should be cut from it anytime charlie chaplin kisses the boy on the mouth yes we're we're in the 20s and it's the expression of a love between a not father and son well he's the adoptive father yeah. um so how did he get this kid yeah. man so the movie starts off, we see a woman coming Ed- out of a hospital. Edna Perviance. Edna Perviance. So she's coming out of the hospital, and she has just given birth. She's a single mother. And I, I think it's kind of interesting to get a glimpse into the past, like the pop culture past, so to speak. Because we get a subtitle, I forget what it says exactly, but... The woman, her sin was being a mother, you know, and it kind of calls out the aspersions cast upon a single mother, which I, I, whenever I think about that time, which I don't do that often, but, you know, for as uh, uneven as uh, gender politics are now, back then it was even fucking worse, you know, so to see a movie say, ah. It's some BS that she's being judged just because she's a mom. It's kind of like, oh, dang, Charlie. Didn't expect that. Well, yeah, there's even a scene. There's just a small cut where it's a fade-in of Jesus carrying the cross for his crucifixion. (laughs) It's like, damn, that's a little on the nose. (laughs) Oh, we also see the supposed father who never comes up again in the movie. But he has a picture of this woman, and he's at some townhouse or um, place with bunk beds, you know, with uh-huh. his uh, with his pals. And he drops her photo into the fire and then saves it from being completely burned and looks at it. And then just tosses it back in the fire, which is stone cold, but also like, a really effective way of showing what a bastard that guy is with mm-hmm. no words. So, well done there. So, this film is released January 1921. In the suffrage movement, the 19th Amendment wasn't part of the Constitution until August of 1920. So, probably, while they were filming this, that woman couldn't vote if she wanted. Jeez. Ma'am. September, October, November, December, January. I guess if she had voted... I mean, it depends when it was filmed. Maybe she voted for... Uh, I I don't know presidents. President 1921. George Sr. Nah, he's not that old. Uh, Wilson. Oh, Woody. 1921 until his death in 1923. Thanks, woman. 
for oh wait <laughs> you killed Warren Wilson. <laughs> Warren G Harding was Will Wilson assassinated or something? Uh, no, War- Harden Harding was the 29th president serving oh, okay. from 1921 until his death in 1923. And his VP was Calvin Coolidge. Oh, and then Coolidge was president too. Yeah. Nice. Man, politics weird. I just saw some Reddit post where the poster says, "Oh, I spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours researching and designing this family tree that shows the vast majority of our presidents are actually related yeah and what cracked me up was that it was just a picture of the tree which was i'm sure very hard to research and graph out but the visuals of just the tree without all that context is kind of like a small little flow chart that's kind of like geez 90 hours of work into this Microsoft Word doc, that's that's something. Was but, that paternal or? I don't know. I read the title. I only ever read the title. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but paternally, a lot of presidents were tracked to have been related. But if you add the maternal line, even more get added. Hmm. So it's just the same 44 dudes. It's a dynasty. Freaking, we we left Britain and ended up with a different royal family. Unbelievable. Top goal in the royal family hashtag. They're in the news. Yeah, um, Harry just joined, like, a tech startup. Oh, really? Does he have any credentials? I don't know. I don't... Uh, what? What is the royal family's last name? Uh, Elizabeth? <laughs> um, Charming. William? No, that's Prince William. Styles? <laughs> Harry Styles. Harry does for sure style. Harry Charles Albert David. So they're the Davids. Princess Eliz- Queen Elizabeth is Mrs. David. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's yeah. so white. She's always putting out snacks. You know, Ooh, thanks, yeah. Mrs. David. We've cropped some tea. I'm the queen. Oh, you scamp. <laughs> and don't forget the virgin's blood. It's how I stay spry. Oh my god, the royal guard is kicking in our door. <laughs> we know the secrets. Um, so I got anyway, we're talking about a movie. This what? movie uh, sees this woman uh, get evicted from hospital. And she's very loudly judged by the doctor and nurse. They just kind of like shake their heads at each other. And then she's alone in the world. She doesn't know what to do. So she abandons her baby in a stranger's car. She just puts it in the back seat. Yeah, because if they have a car, if they have a Model T, yeah. they're a model citizen. And to be fair, this car is parked in front of a very opulent estate, seemingly. Yeah. Um, what happens is that a couple of criminals show up and steal this car, and then they realize there's a baby in it. Uh-huh. They put the baby in the garbage. That's where babies belong. Yes, and it was insinuated that one of them was about to shoot it with a pistol because um, he pulls out his revolver or whatever, but then they just end up leaving it by the garbage, and then the baby is sitting there crying. <laughs> And our our scamp, or, or the tramp, uh, Charlie Chaplin, rolls through town 
smoking a cigarette and then he notices the baby and we initiate a sequence of many different characters trying to pawn this baby off on one another like charlie doesn't want the baby he tries to put it in a he picks it up realizes it's a baby he puts it back down but a cop sees him do that so he picks it up pretending to to take it and then uh starts to look for a different out and tries to like mockingbird this shit and put it in a different woman's baby bassinet she gets mad and then he pawns it off on a decrepit old looking man who successfully puts it in the baby's basket and then charlie is walking by and she says hey you're the guy who put this in my basket get back here so just all this circumstance leads to him kind of holding the bag at the end of the at the end of the whole sequence but it's pretty nuts how ruthlessly everyone tries to ditch this baby and leave it in the garbage. I'm like, not my fucking problem. Well, it's the Depression? Yeah, 20... I think it's supposed to be during, like... Now, you said Mockingbird. What I believe you meant is the Cowbird, who are known for laying eggs in other birds' nests and kicking out the previous egg. I did mean Cowbird. Thank you. There's another species of bird that does this as well, but I cannot recall the name. Better not be Mockingbird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to Google it. What? Do it. What birds what? steal nests? Birds steal nests. The cowbird and the great spotted cuckoo. Ah. The cuckoo, cuckoo. bird. Cuckoo bird sitting in my nest. Cuckoo Get out of there. Cuckoo bird sitting in my nest, please leave. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a fun, fun little sequence. But the sequence is capped off uh, because Charlie Chaplin notices that there is a note on this baby. And the baby says, please love and care for this orphan child. And that makes him decide to keep it. He was going to leave it in the garbage, but then it had a note. Works for me. Also, the Depression is 1929. Okay. So this is a, this is a boom. This is the Great Gatsby era. Oh, weird. And flappers and shit. Just making movies about poor people then. You know, Charlie sees the plight of the proletariat. We've discussed this. That's true. Man's a Marxist. So, um. And a pedophile. Yeah, that's true. And Not by. Not necessarily by 1920s standards, but he did marry like a 14-year-old. Yeah. His uh, cousin? Or is that just Edgar Allan Poe? I know Edgar Allan Poe is also a pedophile. And I just learned, I think we've talked about this in the past, but I like relearned it, mm -hmm. that Leonardo DiCaprio is a creepy grooming predator as well. Like his current girlfriend, or one of his girlfriends, he was a family friend with when that woman or baby at the time was a baby and then when she became uh 18 he basically you know creepy grooming practices so hollywood is fucked yeah that's that's so true hollywood it's i think rich people in general might be messed up there's a good it's a tweet all we talk about are memes, but <laughs> if you gave a monkey a hundred bananas and he let the other monkeys starve, you would you would say, what the hell is wrong with that monkey? <laughs> mm -hmm. But if it's a man, you put him on the cover of Time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you brought five monkeys mm-hmm. into a cage and sprayed them with hoses. Well, they tried to get the banana. And slowly rotated them out. You wouldn't even need the hose anymore, man. Makes you think. I thought of a really good... <laughs> I thought of a really good reference that's completely past us now. I want to hear it. Give me. But I want to go back to it. Uh, so, baby has a note that says, love and care for this orphan child. And I was going to say, that's why you always leave a note. So I just wanted to make that reference. Thank you for accommodating me. Anytime. Um, what happens next is that, well, before we go into a five-year time skip anime style, we see the woman regret her decision and try and find the baby. But it's too late. The car is gone. Charlie Chaplin has it, and he's not giving it up. Five years pass. Five years later. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, a SpongeBob yes. reference. You know, five years pass, they're running schemes together. He's got this five-year-old kid, and he has taught this kid how to throw rocks through windows so he can walk around with replacement panes and charge people to fix their windows he's teaching this kid to scam yeah i do like there's a couple segments so i'll say right now that this movie is not as funny as modern times modern times really got me quite a few times big laughs this one is mostly just general plot moving along in a weird way and then when you have segments where they're trying to pawn off the baby or whatever, or breaking windows, it really feels more like it's meant to be showing that they have developed this father-son relationship or grifter yeah. rather than try and make jokes. Where Modern Times is talking about machinery and the Industrial Revolution advancement, all that shit, um, while making jokes. And this one is just more story. I don't know how to describe it fully, but... It's just not as funny. So, if you're looking for a laugh riot fueled by Charlie Chaplin, go to Modern Times. I'm sure there are others, too. I wonder... Well, we'll get into this later. Why is it in the top 100? Mm-hmm. So, he has a baby. Adult. Not adult. Toddler? Kid. <gasps> the Kid. I think Yeah, it's The Kid. Did we say the name of the movie? I think so. The movie is The Kid. <laughs> Movie's The Kid. And the kid is learning to scam. And while they're scamming, a police officer sees the kid. And he almost puts two and two together, but he does not. And then Charlie flirts with that guy's wife. Yeah. And for all, I just talked about how it's not as funny. There's this scene where the police officer sees them together and starts to think, Hey, that kid's breaking windows. This dude's fixing them. And Charlie is like, they're walking around a corner and he's trying to like kick the kid away from him mm-hmm. and he just pushes him away randomly and uh, the kid keeps coming back. So it's a very funny sequence of a, you know, kind of being followed by a puppy or something like that. And the cop is getting more and more suspicious. So that was a really funny sequence. I can't imagine getting followed by a puppy. And kicking it away. Well, no, it wouldn't be following me for long because I'm picking that up. Yeah, but puppies are lighter than five-year-olds. on that one for I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay so 
they try to run a scheme, doesn't work out too well. And then the actress, Edna, the woman, is very successful, some kind of performer. And in her free time, she likes to go to the slums and hand out apples. And occasionally coins. Yes, coins and apples. And while she is in the slums, she runs into the kid and gives him a toy puppy and and an apple. And while at the stoop of his home, she runs into a woman who has a baby. And she asks to hold the baby. And you can see her reminisce and regret and wish she had the fruit of her loins once again. (laughs) Little does she know, little boy with a puppy, is that crotch fruit. Just a few steps behind her. Just, she could reach out and touch him if she wanted. Yeah. But she leaves, sad, promising to come again. And the kid, hanging out with his puppy, some bully comes up. And I thought this bully was going to steal the toy. But then he just flings it as far as he can. (laughs) Which, I... Full strength, overhand throw over the wall. (laughs) Why? Like, yeah, it, you'd think that'd be a chase or whatever, but no, he just grabs it, hucks it, which I don't think was meant to be a joke, but it's kind of funny to think about now. Just a, such a chaotic act of, just, ah, fuck you. Neutral evil. Yeah. Um, chaotic evil? Chaotic, well, I don't really know the alignments. I think that just stealing a toy for the sake of throwing it somewhere would be chaotic rather than neutral Yeah, taking a toy because you want a toy might be neutral evil. Yeah. And then using some unknown law to, uh, or using your business to squeeze what little life remains in this slum out of it so you can remodel it and then find that toy from the evicted family, that'd be lawful evil. Any whoozle. Um... This pisses the kid off. Yeah, well, by rights. By rights. And he starts to fight this local boy. And the the boy, the bully, is much bigger than the kid. The kid is a very small five-year-old child. He's basically, he looks like he basically just learned how to run, you know? Like, I don't know how you would chart child progression or whatever, but... He, he just figured out how to move a little quicker than trying to balance himself. And he is fighting this kid and basically punching him in the face over and over, kicking his ass. Meanwhile, the neighborhood of adults circles around these two children fighting and just start watching, yeah. cheering them on, waiting to see who wins. <sighs> that's, you know, that's entertainment before television. <laughs> kid fights. Yep. Or boy fights from Arrested Development. Two Arrested Development references, one episode. So, uh, where are we at with this fight? Boys winning, and then the bully's brother shows up. Yes. And he looks like a cartoon character, tough guy. Barrel-chested. All bully brothers are. <laughs> it's Passover tomorrow. Oh, really? Uh-huh. R- uh, Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, next Sunday is uh, the real Easter. Shut up. Oh, Rosh Hashanah is not until September. My bad. I 
I'm not a good Christian, and I'm even a worse Jewish per- Jewish person. Yeah, me too. Oh, actually, Passover started this evening, Saturday, March 27th, and it ends Sunday, April 4th. And Passover um, is a ritual meal occurring the night of the Paschal full moon after the 14th of Nisan, Eve of the 15th, telling the story of the Exodus and remembering how the angel of death passed over the houses of the Israelites during the ten plagues on Egypt. If they bothered to put some sheep blood up there. I saw that movie. We said I love you for the first time watching The Prince of Egypt. Which is probably the most church either of us have ever been to. I was moved by the Holy Spirit in that film and thought I need to tell this woman how I feel. It It was a good time. Good memories. Good movie. We should. I would. I would watch. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's got I good love songs. that movie so much. You're looking at me very seriously. We're right watching now. Prince of Egypt tonight. We better wrap up here. All right. So, <laughs> uh, what happens when the bully's brother shows up is that he starts to fight Charlie Chaplin, and the actress comes by and says, "No, don't fight. That's not what adults do." And then Charlie Chaplin proceeds to beat this man in the head with a brick. Many times he he hits him in the head, uh, hits him in the face, in the stomach, and then concusses him to the point that he's kind of lost and uh, waddling around uh, with severe brain trauma. Yeah, so, messed up, sad stuff. I guess I get I get slapstick, but also physical violence doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think. I mean, this is supposed to be slapstick, but it's a it's a brick, and he's beating him with a brick. Like, even if it's not painful to the character or whatever, it's it's uncomfortable. Honestly, it's not like oh, you, it's not like Home Alone where they got hit in the face with an iron and then they had a little iron mark on their head and it's like haha, iron. This is like street fight brick. Just uh, it's dark. Um, yeah, pretty dark. Uh, but yeah, Ch- Charlie Chaplin fights dirty. And the fight ends. <laughs> um, and then afterward, the for, for some reason, after the fight, the kid's brought out by the woman. And she's like, this kid's sick. With no... Yep. <laughs> it's almost... I was trying to think, like, is this really what happens next? Oh, right. Yeah. For no reason, this happens next. We see him getting in a fight. Winning said fight. Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't even get hit. He gets pushed over once or twice. And then a few moments later, he's unconscious, collapsed in the woman's arms, and a doctor is called in. The doctor says that kid needs proper care mm-hmm. insinuating that charlie chaplin the poor character the tramp cannot so some brutal government agents of some kind come over and try and take the kid and uh there's a pretty good sequence this was this was intense on um, like this particular sequence the agents take the kid from charlie and uh, they're very mean to him and shoving him around, and uh, there's a very emotional, like, fight 
from the kid and honestly a very uh, emotional performance from both Charlie Chaplin and this child actor to like not be split apart and get to one another. And there's this weird thing that it would be, I don't know if it was just a relic of the filmmaking time or or what, but I think it would be considered avant-garde now. Like if you saw it in a movie, you'd be like, what the fuck? Um, it's basically like Fleabag uh, in, in a movie because they have this emotional scene where they're fighting to get to one another. And then Charlie just like spikes the camera dead on and has this like horrific look on his face like his child has been taken from him. And he just stares at the camera for a few moments. And it hit me in a way that's like, oh, geez, like, this is very tragic. Um, yeah, that scene was messed up. Also, how amazing is Fleabag? Very amazing. Goddamn. We should rewatch that, too. You wanna... It's just so depressing. <laughs> it is depressing, but my God, is it not genius? Yeah. Who's the... I forget the name of the guy that plays Moriarty in Sherlock. But he is, he's amazing. Um, I feel like way too often, like, you know that face, that that gif where Trump is like, yeah, make that face all the time. And I think of him often. I don't like it. Andrew Scott. Oh, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott is fantastic. He's so good. I, you know, he's an attractive man, you know. Mm-hmm. I just don't find him attractive. So it's but hard to the, believe him as the romantic... No, but I'm saying Fleabag does so well that I fall in love with him. I think that's like... I agree. I mean, I don't fall in love with him or whatever. I just... I ship it so I, hard. Yeah, it's so well written and so real that when you watch it, it's like, this isn't an actor, you know? This, these are real people with yeah. real problems. And... He acts the hell out of that role. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Mor- Moriarty, the, you know the Robert Downey Jr. movies with Jude mm-hmm. Law? Uh, Jared Harris plays Moriarty in those. And Jared mm-hmm. Harris is the guy from The Terror Season 1 and Chernobyl and uh, Mad Men. So, the one who starts the eating? No, the like good guy captain. Uh, main dude, Jared Harris. Oh! Yeah, so he... Uh, he plays Moriarty. I used to- I guess they went with an older Moriarty there, but... He's just got such a kind face. Yeah, yeah, he's... He seems I'm not like scared a, of him at all. We, the media we were introduced to him on, he was just a good dude, so... Maybe that's it. Like, okay, but David Tennant, who was introduced to me as the doctor, and then in uh, the Jessica... Oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, where he's the evil guy. He's like, ooh, he's evil. He's yeah. nasty. <laughs> he's a nasty man. He's really good in that. That's Jared one of the Harris best is... villains. He's yeah. so terrifying. God, David Tennant's a great actor. Why mm-hmm. is Britain pumping out these great actors? Meanwhile, well, I'm, I'm sure they have their own version of pederists and yeah. assailants. But they seem to be popping out some good guys like Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah I mean... Hopefully. All I know about oh, him is yeah. that he likes video games There's and nothing stuff. controversial about him yet. Yes. Also, I was just thinking the other Except day... Except for his Superman performance, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny and relatable? <laughs> what happened the other day? Uh, I was watching an interview with him and Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. where they were talking about colloquialisms or whatever, but Henry Cavill is like a bear. Yeah, he's a huge, ripped man. He... 
were warriors like that? Like, I know he's supposed to be portraying the Witcher, who's supposed to be this 100-year-old dude who's been fighting shit for so long, but yeah. is that... People didn't look like that back no, then, right? I don't think so. Well, I, I really have never done any research, but your point that you're making is funny to me because in the games for The Witcher, as you adventure around, you meet a lot of the local militia and soldiers and stuff, and they're all like dirty looking. A lot of them are portly or pot-bellied and uh, just kind of like they have armor and weapons and are pretty cold-blooded, and that's why they're soldiers. They're not all fucking hulks that are ready to to throw down you yeah know? so i don't know what the truth is i imagine it's closer to that than like they wouldn't be able to get enough food to get that big yeah they didn't have peanut butter back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> but <laughs> they probably did have a couple of uh peanut harvests ruined by rain and mashed up the peanuts and then just happened like we're starving to death. Hey, wait, we wait, wait. Don't sort of discount Washington Carver. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, how many uses for peanuts? 86. 86. That's no, I have no clue. I thought it was like 100 or something. But yeah. George Washington Carver. I, I do want to stress that I don't truly believe that peanut butter was made by rotted peanut crops in a rainstorm being trampled upon and then tasted anyhow. Uh, that was well, who bit. knows? <laughs> who knows? Let's George finish this movie. Washington, no, hold on. I need to know how many peanut things Washington Carver invented. <gasps> <gasps> Fucking Dr. John Harvey Kellogg patented a process for creating peanut butter from raw peanuts. What? What? I don't know, man. The truth is out there. Didn't uh didn't Senor Kellogg also invent cereal to prevent boys from masturbating? Yeah, they were crinkly interiors and uh, mattress uh, pads or whatever. Also delicious. So they like little boy was like crunching all night, and then someone's like, "Let's eat this <laughs> with milk." That's the slang I use as well for some reminiscence. I'm going crunching. <laughs> Of the content of that little boy. Thank you for the uh, Kellogg's information. Uh-huh. So after the the kid is kidnapped or taken or whatever by government agents, then Charlie Chaplin gets him back and... By a pretty cool, by 1920s standard, yeah. running across a series of rooms, acrobatic. Yes, and he uh, kisses the kid on the mouth mm -hmm. uh, to celebrate... <laughs> And then um, they lie low in this uh, boarding house type thing with a funny sequence of them sneaking the boy in. And then there is a newspaper ad because at a certain point after the flight of the child, the woman finds the note that she left all those years ago and realizes that the boy who lives in that building is her son because he has the note. So she puts out a wanted ad for this boy and um, basically says, oh, you're going to get a lot of money if you find this boy. It's, he's five and he's traveling with a man pretty with much. Flat with feet. flat feet. Small man with flat feet. And the boarding house owner at that note is like, okay, this is the kid. So he kidnaps the kid, brings him to the cops. And then the, the kid is at the cops. The woman comes and gets him. 
And Charlie Chaplin is basically left searching for him uh, up until a certain point that a cop basically comes and gets him. Like, oh, I've, I almost forgot about this sequence. So Charlie Chaplin goes back to his home destitute because he lost his son and he falls asleep in his doorway, which he's locked out of and has a dream. Do you want to talk about the dream? So Dreamland is a place filled with angels. And I guess, I don't know if it's supposed to be heaven or what the hell, but it's, well, it's full of people with wings. And I guess maybe they're angels. Functional wings, they fly. They can fly. They hooked up, <laughs> they hooked up a dog to invisible wire and <laughs> that dog looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> but then Charlie gets fitted with, with some wings and the boy's there and they're all hanging out and it's a good time. And in Dreamland, the bully has a sweetheart, and the bully needs to go do something, and Sin creeps in. And Sin is men in devil suits with long faces, and they tell people, like, hey, did you know you can get some fuck? And that entices the bully's sweetheart, who tries to vamp Charlie, and he's innocent. But what then does vamp he... mean? That's what they used. You've, oh, oh, that was the term they used. Yeah, like, let's let's vamp. I, I really like the hand motions you did there. Some kind vamp. of jazz hands. <laughs> so, he flirts back, and they sneak some kisses, and the bully comes in, and he doesn't mind the kisses, but then a devil's like, hey, 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 jealousy's another sin. Then they fight, and it's it's them fighting, but then it turns out it truly was a dream, and a police guy wakes him up. Mm -hmm. The most nonsensical part of the whole movie. I don't understand it at There's all. There's no reason for it. Because he enters, so it really seems like he's entering dreamland after he loses his son, and he can't get back into his house for some reason. And, I mean, the the image is kind of dark. Like, he's a poor man who can't get into a shelter, and he falls asleep in a doorway, and then dreams about angels and devils and stuff. And it's like, kind of reads it just on the surface as a death thing. Yes. But it's all just a dream. And it also is kind of silly how it just shows the woman being the progenitor of sin, pretty much. Like, she's the one... Who listens to the demons and kicks things off. Well, she and... also recently got the ability to vote, so <laughs> yeah. yikes. <laughs> yeah. And then... Also, her hair was messy. She had messy hair. So I don't understand any of this. I don't care for yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I guess I would say I didn't care for it either. But how does it end, Dan? Uh, a cop wakes him up. Wakes Charlie up. He thinks that he's going to be arrested again, but he's put in a cop car and brought to this mansion where the woman, who is now a successful actress again, um, is with the boy. And then Charlie and the boy embrace. They probably kiss again. Oh. And then Charlie walks into this rich woman's house. And the movie ends. And it's kind of like, so are they together or do they have... 
Do they have a two to three visit a week plan? Maybe we can start me out with four to five meagles. <laughs> and then the movie ends. And uh, it's very weird. And I don't get it. It's not good. No. It's not my top 100. I don't care for it. and uh... It doesn't make any sense. It's not as outwardly misogynistic as vertigo but it is certainly misogynistic it's not as funny as modern times yeah it i don't know it, for its time i guess it might have been groundbreaking that a woman saves him yeah can i say like I, i'm carrying this uh this notion into these movies that when you think i'm to be top 100 and also the movies that are on this list, like Joker, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, uh, Interstellar, a bunch of Christopher Nolan shit. When when I think about this list and I think, whose votes contributed to this list? I think people like me, white dudes in their 20s who are probably pretty obnoxious about movies. You know, Isn't I, it brilliant? <laughs> there's five stars. It's a brilliant film. Um I try not to be obnoxious, but thinking about this list, it's like, that's who I view sitting here typing reviews of these movies. Sure. And I also think that those types of people just know Charlie Chaplin was really famous and funny. And Cabbage. Cabbage is munching wildly. <laughs> and think like, oh yeah, if I, if I give this movie five stars, I'll get some film goer cred or something. I don't know what. Exactly, but I don't agree with the takes. I don't think it's top 100. I don't know. Why do you think it's here? Because I think it's here because people are just trying to get cred for old school movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Modern times, maybe, because it was anti-consumer, anti-imperial, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Bad. Yeah, also, the message, like, modern times, as you say, has a... A message that stands. Mm-hmm. And this one just seems to be like family and uh, faith in the system or something. Like, I don't know well, what the, the message the is. The system fails them all. Except there isn't the a actress. system. There's not like a welfare system. This is, you know, this is pre-depression era, which we recently found out. Uh, <laughs> and I don't... I think it's just a wacky scenario for a homeless man. Well, he wasn't really homeless. For a poor man to wind up in, and they made a movie about it. I I wish I knew what Charlie Chaplin's ulterior motives were. Yeah. Because it doesn't... If this movie was made today, nobody would watch it. Yeah, Even we... if it was like edited with content for a, a, a modern audience. It's just not great. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, to draw a comparison to a movie that I really like um, and that is modern and is about uh, family values for a family that is lower on the economic scale, Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So that movie is just, it has the same shit, like, family is important and things are tough and you have to try, but... 
You know, if you stick together, you can accomplish anything. And it's a cheesy message and all that, but damn if it's not done really well in Little Miss Sunshine. And here it's just like, I don't know. It feels weird to be so mean to a movie from 1921 or whatever. But. Filming, I mean, even the cinematography, like, we're not even harping on that. And God knows it's why. But, or basic. It's basic cinematography. Mm-hmm. The acting is campy, which mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't know. Do you want to rate it on three? Yeah, let's rate it on three. One, two, three, four. Five. Four and a half. I'm fine with the middle it's, of the world five. It's I'm, nothing special. I want it. If if you want to watch it, go ahead. Yeah, it's only an hour. Yeah. I've, I never want to watch it again. I don't, I don't hate it. I'm glad we're done with silent movies, I guess. I don't as know. far as I'm aware. Yeah, I've never had that much of an interest in them. I guess. Like, my grandpa grew up in the Depression era. And he liked silent films. I think it's I think it's a relic of a bygone era. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin's funny, but I think he should be remembered for his comedy, not his drama. His political takes are fine because they're spicy and accurate. And the the world has been broken for at least sixty years. Probably longer. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I like uh Modern Times for pointing that out. And the kid I mean, the government's corrupt, which is what that, I guess, says. All cops are bad. Except for the cop that saves him at the end. Mm, Bootlicker. I will say... It was a time where you didn't have to be a 1 or a 10 on police officers. And I really miss that because there are good guys out there. (laughs) Um, I'll say my hottest take in terms of Chaplin... Is that you can go to YouTube mm-hmm. and look up Charlie Chaplin greatest hits, best stunts, funniest gags, and get all the value that you would out of these movies just yeah. in that. Like that's their entertainment value. That's all I personally care about for these movies. And you know, that'll that'll be like a half hour of your time versus a total of two and a half hours for these two movies. I guess, yeah. Um. So five, just it's so average. It's not as bad. It's not as like offensive to me as something like Clockwork Orange, you know. I that's a good movie, but it's not not one I feel good recommending or ever admitting I like. I certainly didn't enjoy that movie. Yeah. I from a hedonistic give me dopamine sense i guess if i was a true if we were true film critics maybe it would be like clockwork orange is brilliant five stars but no um this is a movie you could watch with your kids and then kiss them on the mouth over yeah that's so weird just uh uh it, it is just a peck but it's too long i don't know Anyhow, thanks for listening. Five out of ten. Five stars. Five stars. Watch Auntie Donna. Yeah, Auntie that's Donna. a very offensive. Yeah, that's a very, nasty show. It's absurd. Well, it's very good on Netflix. Big ol' house fun. Um, okay.
Okay, bye. <laughs>